Come on in and welcome to On The Being Podcast. I am so excited that you have joined me, the host, Marquita Green, as I have come to empower you and to inspire and encourage you to find the balance in your life. You know where it is to be on the beam of life, that place where you might be overwhelmed, that place where you are wearing so many hats, and you might feel a little unbalanced and a little off kilter. Well, hopefully these few nuggets that I will give you will just keep you grounded and allow you to find balance while on the beam of life. Stay tuned. What an awesome time to be thankful and grateful. Wow. As we are approaching Thanksgiving, this entire month, I've just been thinking about the things that I'm thankful for. Have you taken some time out of your days this month to really think about what you're thankful for? Not just for having breath in your body. Yes, that is something. That is something. Yes, that is something to be super duper thankful about. But there are so many things that we take for granted. There are so many people that we take for granted. And that's why you keep hearing me say this each and every week this month. You keep hearing me say, what are you thankful for? You keep hearing me tell you the different things that I'm thankful for. And it's not by happenstance. It's because this is the time, this is the season, not just because we're in the month of November, but because the way that 2020 has been for us, the way that we have been held down and held back by some things this year, it is so crucial that you take time to recognize the good that has come out of this year. It is so important that before this year ends that you spend some time and get yourself in this space to make sure you are recognizing all the good that has come. There have been some terrible things that have happened this year. There have been some tragedies this year, but there has been some light shining amongst the darkness. And it is important that we take some time to recognize the light that has come into our worlds. There is some something that you have experienced that you wouldn't have otherwise experienced if some things would not have shaken down the way they shook down. So let's think about that. I was watching Grey's Anatomy and it is one of my favorite shows and you've probably heard me talk about it before earlier this year because it is something that I commit to. Not because I want to be a medical doctor. There is nothing in me that has ever wanted to do anything medical. There is nothing about the human anatomy that has excited me. However, the idea of relationships, the strength and the mental stamina that you see amongst those physicians is amazing. The way that the family dynamics just continue to grow and change season after season, it really penetrates our lives in a way that we may or may not recognize. And so in one of the recent seasons, you see this relationship breakdown between Richard Weber and his wife, Catherine, And it's such an amazing family dynamic because you have these two strong individuals. Both are 
at the top of their games in their fields. They both have strengths that they bring to the table. The one different dynamic is that Catherine has a lot of money. She has so much money that she's able to influence people. Her financial status gives her a professional status that people bow down to, that people worship. There are so many people that admire what she is able to accomplish because of the resources that she has at her fingertips. But this man is madly in love with her. They, over the seasons, have gone back and forth in their love relationship. There have been some power struggles within their relationships. And so it eventually gets to a point where you can see that physically, you can see emotionally, you can see that mentally, they are drained by this power struggle, that they can no longer exist in the way that they've been functioning. They get into a space where he's really angry at her. Richard is really upset at the way she's handled some things, and he's almost in an unforgiving posture. And until the day, somebody comes into his space and says, Listen, sir, you need a reality check. Let me break this down for you in the best way I know how. It may come across sounding a little cocky. It may come across sounding a little bit disrespectful. But these are the words that you need to hear. And so at the risk of how you might take it, I am going to expose some truths into your spirit. I am going to tell you like it is in spite of the power relationships within our man-to-man relationship and so his uh I guess you could call it his stepson which is also this incredible physician at the hospital as well who I actually believe has a higher status professionally based on his mother Catherine's role in the hospital but Richard is able to listen to this young man. He is able to take the words in about how Richard has to basically deal and accept Catherine's stubbornness and recognize the role that she plays in their lives. Yes, she's overbearing. Yes, she's controlling. Yes, she's too much. But her love is infectious. Her love can be sickening. Her love can be suffocating, but it comes from a pure place. And so Richard gets to a point where he hears it. And although he doesn't do anything immediately, he takes it in. In that same vein, there is somebody else having this very similar conversation with Catherine saying, man, woman, you've got to let it go. You've got to suck it up. You've got to relinquish control. The way you're handling it is wrong. And this is the decision you need to make. And this is why you need to make it. And as strong as an individual, as independent as an individual that Catherine is, you see that she is able to embrace the words because the words are spoken and then the mic is dropped. So the people that are speaking into Catherine's spirit, they say what they have to say and they leave the room. As uncomfortable as it was, the words needed to be spoken. And then there's this scene where Catherine and Richard come together. And you see that Catherine has been able to embrace the words because she issues an apology to Richard. He immediately accepts it. He does not use those words, but based on his response saying, there's so much I want to do with you in this moment, you can tell that 
he heard what was spoken into him and that he is able to accept Catherine for who she is. I am saying that because there are people in our lives who sometimes rub us the wrong way, who sometimes push us to our limits, who sometimes shake us to our core. The question is, are you thankful enough for them in this season that you are willing to put aside the differences, that you are willing to set aside the embarrassment, that you are willing to humble yourself and understand the role that they play in your life, that you are willing and able to accept them for who they are, that you can accept them and embrace them for what they bring to the relationship, that you are able to forgive the hurt that you felt, that you are able to walk forward and allow the relationship to flourish because you understand that that person, that their perspective has been brought into your life for a reason in this season. I want you to take a minute and think about that. I want you to take a minute and think about the people that have been sent to your life. Think about what it is that they bring to your life. Think about what it is that you have to be thankful for. And think about whether or not you are willing, ready, and able to embrace them and to accept them. Let's break. So I hope you were able to get that person on your mind, or maybe it's a group of people that you sometimes struggle with because they say things differently than you would like, or they do some things that you would prefer they not to do. Well, I've had to grow in that area in my own life, and I used to have what's called a cutoff spirit. That spirit, when somebody would say something or do something that I didn't particularly care for, I just cut them off. I just simply disconnect from them. I delete them from my phone. I'd move on and basically erase them from my mind and my life. But then I was taught that I could not be that way, that I had to meet people where they are, that I had to recognize that there are some people that have been sent to my life for a reason and me into their lives for a reason. And because of this sense spirit, that I have to understand that there's a lone process that comes with that, that there's something that I am supposed to grow and develop when I allow these people to stay in my space, it develops a character trait within me and vice versa. And so with that in mind, when you recognize that everybody is not going to be exactly like you, everybody is not going to say things exactly the way you want them to say it, but it doesn't mean that we hold that ought in our hearts. It doesn't mean that we hold on to that pain. It doesn't mean that we don't shift our thinking and our perspective. What it means is that we learn how to press and persevere. We learn how to press into God and try to find out whether or not that person has been sent to us or we sent to them. It means that we try to figure out if there's a necessary role of that person in our lives. And if there it is, then we need to deal. Then we need to begin to have some flexibility. Turn to me to Colossians chapter three, and I'm going to read to you two verses. I'm going to read verse 12 and verse 13. And if you can't turn to it because you're driving, you're showering, you're cooking dinner, no problem. I'm about to read it. Here it is. Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long suffering, bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you must also do. I hope you caught that. It says that you are the elect of God. You are the person that God chose to be here right now in this time, in this season, listening to this on the beam podcast. You, my friend, 
are holy and beloved. And because of these things, you are required to put on tender mercies, kindness and humility, meekness and long suffering. That means that you are to understand that we have to be delicate with some things, that we have to extend the same grace and mercy that has been extended to us, that we have to understand that we have another opportunity, that other people have another opportunity to get some things right. It means that we have to be kind and caring, that we can't always cut people off. We can't be snappy. We can't just be unforgiving, that we have to be humble. We have to understand that there is something that we can learn, glean, and grow from any situation that comes our way. We we can be meek, that we don't always have to be aggressive and abrasive. We don't have to say everything that we think and feel, that we can allow some things to be spoken into us so that we can take a step back and say, God, please give me the revelation and understanding of that thing. And while we're in long suffering, that we understand that there are some things we may not like it, but we have to tolerate some things because it is in that toleration space that we grow, that we develop, that we become all that we were crafted and created to be. And when we deal with those things, when we embrace and endure some things, we're strengthened in a way that we can help pull others up, that we become strengthened in a way that we can bear our sisters and our brothers burdens when we're asked to do so, when we're challenged to do so. The scripture also says that we are to bear with one another. That means that we are to tolerate one another. We are to assist each other at times of me of need that it's almost like bearing weight when when you say can you bear this weight are you able to carry it so we are to help our brothers and sisters along which means it's not always going to be comfortable it's not always comfortable when you have a knee injury and you still have to bear weight on that leg, but the only way you get stronger, the only way that knee gets strengthened, the only way that knee gets revived and healed is to put some weight on it, is to bear some weight on that thing. And so sometimes you have to bear with your brothers and sisters, even when it doesn't feel good. The scripture says that you are to forgive one another if you have a complaint against someone. It means that some things are going to be said to you that you don't like. You're going to sometimes say some things to some people that they don't like, and they're going to have to forgive you. And so we have to be a forgiving species. We have to be a species of, of humans, of individuals who understand that there's a give and there's a take in a relationship. But it specifically says that we must do these things because Christ forgave us in the same way that you had that negative thought in your mind about your brother or sister, about something that they said, something that they did, something that they wore, the weave that they had, the nails that they didn't have, whatever the case may be. There was something that you may not have said to them, but there was something that you thought in your heart. There was something that you thought in your mind. There was something that you could have done that you didn't. There was a dollar that you could have lent, but you chose not to. There was something that God forgave you for, that man may or may not know about. And in that same vein, the scripture is telling us that we have been forgiving of something. And so we must also forgive others. So that person that you had on your mind earlier, spend some time thinking about who that is and what you need to do to have a forgiving spirit with them. What is it that may need to happen so that you can bear with one another, so that you can continue to 
have a relationship that is strengthened and that is developed. Husbands and wives, we must bear with each other. I don't know how many married people I have that are listening, but there are times when your spouse does something that does not agree with you, but you bear with them anyway. You forgive them anyway. You have a humble spirit towards them anyway. You have a long suffering and a meek spirit towards them anyway. In that same vein, there's somebody else. There's a parent, there's a coworker, there's a child, there's a loved one, there's a neighbor who has done something that you haven't particularly cared for or appreciated. But understand that They've been brought into your life for a reason that you have been brought into their life for a reason. So in the same way that Catherine had to humble herself and apologize, the same way that Richard had to humble himself and accept the apology and be willing to move on with all the anger that he was exhibiting. When you understand that the person is in your life, that you love them deep down to your core, that you may not agree with everything that they do, but they have a space in your life then it's time to walk in forgiveness. It is a time to understand how thankful and how grateful you are for having them in your lives and to walk with a spirit of forgiveness, the same forgiveness that the God on the cross, that the God who gave his son to die on the cross. When you understand that same forgiveness that you were able to receive, it is time for you to extend the same forgiveness. Walk into this season whole. Walk into this new season healed. Walk into this new season renewed and refreshed and ready to revive the relationships that have been suffering. In this hour, don't let another day go by where you are harboring unforgiveness. Embrace and accept your loved ones for exactly who they are, for exactly who they were created to be, because who they are is strengthening and developing something in you. Have a wonderful and blessed Thanksgiving. I will be praying for you. I will be standing in the gap for you. Gobble, gobble. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of On The Being. I hope that you have gotten some word or some nugget of empowerment or encouragement, motivation and inspiration to just keep you balanced and focused while on the beam of life. Come back for the next episode and be sure to share this podcast with your friends, families and loved ones. I love you. I'll be praying for you. And I am here standing in the gap with you. Have a great day. Peace.